but nonetheless, we, we know where he's in, uh, where he is. So, so let us go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Father, we uh, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word and all that it teaches us. And we just ask that you uh, just bless the reading of the word and your word and just help us not to add or subtract from it, but to garner from it uh, what you desire. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. When I was uh, in high school, I had the opportunity to be on the, the high school uh, quiz team. And it was a group of three or four of us, and we'd go to different competitions. And uh, one competition we got to go to was in Roanoke. It was actually a, a TV program called Classroom Quiz. Uh, it was a, a, a local competition where schools, different schools would come, and they would compete um, on, on kind of a quiz program. And it would be taped, and then it would air later. And, um, and so it was that one opportunity to, to make it big and, and to be on, on TV. And so we knew when we were going up, we were driving to Roanoke to be um, uh, on this, this show, two things could happen. Uh, one is if we uh, won uh, the, the competition, uh, we would have an opportunity to, to go back another time as the, uh, as the quiz show advanced and teams you know, competed in the kind of a playoff type system. Otherwise, they told that if we, we were not successful, uh, we would get a parting gift and we would, we would come home. Uh, I, I still remember uh, very well going. I still remember uh, the uh, question I, I missed on, on the show. Uh, the, the question was, what does the S stand for in the acronym SCC? Well, I had not paid attention to the, the category like I should have. And so I quickly uh, sounded the buzzer and I said, South at Love and Sports, thinking the Southeast Conference. Uh, but the, the actual intention was the answer to be the Security and Exchange Commission. So security was the actual answer. So we missed that. The team did well. Uh, but to give you a hint of, of how we, we fared, uh, I, I still have the, the parting gift that I got, <laughs> the classroom quiz sweatshirt. Much to the chagrin of my, my wife, I still wear uh, this, this sweatshirt. It looks like she'd be proud of her husband that he was on classroom quiz, but instead she implores me to, to throw it uh, away. <laughs> but but if, if you're like me, uh, you enjoy at least occasionally watching uh, quiz shows on TV like Jeopardy, or maybe playing uh, Trivia Pursuit or board games that deal with, with trivia. And, you know, I think we enjoy that. We enjoy kind of testing our own knowledge. Uh, we enjoy maybe trying to impress others with, with what we know. Uh, we also enjoy celebrating those that, that do well with those type of events or, or, or programs. You know, Scripture speaks to, to wisdom and, and knowledge and speaks very highly of, of, of wisdom. It, in, in many places it does this, but if you go to the book of, of, of Proverbs in, in chapter 3, Verses 13 and 14, this is what it says about wisdom. It says, blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For she, being wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. And so here scripture puts great value on, on, on wisdom and says there's great reward for gaining wisdom and, and knowledge. It's the, the return on that reward is greater than gold and silver. And so what is that reward? What is the value of, of gaining wisdom? Is it uh, being successful on a, on a quiz TV show? Is it uh, winning a, a board game with friends? 
Or, or is it something more? And, and for us to look at that, I'd like for us to look in Scripture at a, at a man who God gave great wisdom to. And that's King Solomon. R remember King Solomon, where he found himself early in his reign. His father, King David, ha had been, um, uh, been blessed by God. King David wasn't perfect, uh, but nonetheless, he was a man after God's own heart. And, and, and so the, uh, under King David, the uh, kingdom had, had solidified and had grown and, and had become very successful. There was a great uh, military under his control. And, and so Solomon inherited the, this kingdom, uh, also inherited the, the task of building the temple and his palace. And so all of this uh, kind of fell in Solomon's lap, this great task and this great kingdom for him to rule. And so we, we find that, that Solomon, in it, um, it, there's a time when he is worshiping God. This says a lot. He's worshiping God, and in a miraculous fashion, uh, God interacts with Solomon and, and tells Solomon, uh, I will give you whatever you ask for. And, and, and this, is, this is the response of Solomon and then God's response. This is found in, and a lot of that scripture is coming from 1 Kings chapter 3. We'll be in, in 1 Kings chapter 3 and then also uh, 4. Uh, but 1 Kings chapter 3, starting with verse 9. This is Solomon speaking. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice. I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you before, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands, as David your father did, I will give you long life. So here we see God gave Solomon great wisdom. He answered his prayer. Originally Solomon asked for discernment to be able to administer the people, but God gives him both wisdom and discernment, and as we'll see, those, those come together. And so what was the value of Solomon having this wisdom? What was the reward? Was it a plaque on the wall? Was it a, um, a monetary um, prize for winning a, a game show? No, no, I believe it was so much more. And I think what we find in Scripture, uh, we, we find manifestations of the wisdom that was given to, to Solomon. And, and we see the, the value and benefit of that. We see, it, I think, at least uh, three. And so what are those uh, manifestations of, of wisdom that were found in Solomon and his wisdom? Uh, one is, I believe, uh, uh, Solomon was given discernment. Wisdom, the wisdom he was given was uh, was manifested in, in his being able to discern certain things. We, we found that, if you keep in chapter 3, just a few verses from what I just read. That, that there's a situation that presents itself to King Solomon. Uh, two women were living in a house together. Uh, they both uh, give birth to children within a few days of each other. Uh, the uh, one woman, her child, unexpectedly dies. And so in the middle of the night, uh, she, she takes her deceased child and switches that child with the living child of the other woman. And so when the other woman wakes up the next morning, she not only finds there's this deceased child next to her, 
uh, but that also she recognizes it's not her child. But of course, that's prior to DNA and other ways of proving uh, maternity. And, and so uh, they, they go to King Solomon, she does, for justice. And so when they approach King Solomon, we, we, she tells the, the situation, and this is King Solomon's response. We see it starting in, in verse 24 of chapter 3. Then the king said, bring me a sword. So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order, cut the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive was filled with compassion for her son and said to the king, please, my lord, give her the living baby. Don't kill him. But the other said, neither I nor you shall have him. Cut him in two. Then the king gave his ruling. Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is the mother. And so how do we see wisdom coming out of Solomon here? We see it in discernment. And what is this type of discernment that we find? It's really an understanding of human nature, how people react to different situations, and particularly how this, the, the two women would react differently to his judgment there. And, and so when we see and, and seek the value of wisdom personally, uh, we, we can seek uh, the value of wisdom and how it can be manifested uh, manifest, excuse me, in discernment, to be able to understand people and how they interact. I'm uh, an attorney, and, and when I started in uh, my uh, profession, when I would interact with clients, uh, particularly uh, clients involved um, in criminal court or sometimes uh, civil um, court in which there is a dispute among individuals, initially my approach towards my clients would be to assume they were telling me the truth until the evidence would prove otherwise. That, that was my, my mindset as I would prepare for court. But, but as time went on, as I got more experience um, in the profession, unfortunately, uh, my mindset had to change where my assumption in dealing with clients was that they are not telling me the truth, that they're lying to me, until the court or the evidence proves otherwise. I found that this was human nature. In criminal matters, individuals are just thinking about survival if they're accused of a crime. And so what can they say that, to get them um, out the other end, out the other door, uh, not the bad door in court? Or in civil matters and disputes, individuals are so determined that they be uh, found um, in the right that they'll say anything. And so unfortunately, that's what I discovered and, and, and how I had to deal with my clients in these, these matters. You know, as we seek wisdom uh, from, from God, as, as we uh, seek wisdom like he gave Solomon, uh, one of the uh, values of wisdom is to be able to have discernment, to be understand human nature. And so what value does that have for us as Christians? Well, it helps us to know how to interact with others. God has put us on an earth full of people. Even here in Buckingham County or Prince Edward County or wherever you reside, even though we're in a rural area, we're still surrounded by a lot of people. You just have to go to Walmart or even church this morning. Constantly we're interacting with others. And, and so if we seek wisdom, the value of that can be for us that we know uh, how individuals interact with each other, uh, how they interact to certain things. And that helps us to know how to interact, interact with people and, and to do so in a way uh, that is loving. The great command is to love your neighbor as yourself. And, and so to know how to interact with others in a loving way and in a way that honors God. I believe that was the value that Solomon had in this discernment that God gave him. And the same is true for us. If we seek wisdom, I believe God will give us discernment 
And that will help us interact with all those we face and to interact in a loving way. Well, what other, uh, how else did wisdom come out in, in Solomon's life? Well, if we go to chapter 4 of 1 Kings, we see Solomon's wisdom alluded to again. In verse 29 of chapter uh, 4, it says, God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding of as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Then we go on down to verse 32. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, this is Solomon, he spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005. And so often when we think of Solomon, we think of, the, of his proverbs. Uh, and we know that uh, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit that uh, Solomon contributed greatly to the book of Proverbs that we have in, in Scripture and, of course, Ecclesiastes also. And so uh, we, we, we see this manifestation of wisdom in, in Solomon that he has this what I would call practical wisdom that's often found in, in Proverbs. Now, now, what's the value of Solomon to be able to, to, to write these Proverbs? Is it so he would be considered the, the Ben Franklin of his day and to have these axioms that people would quote? No, there was much more. that These practical proverbs, I believe, were of value to Solomon because uh, they helped Solomon understand and, and those that he taught how to, to be productive in life and to interact with others fairly and, and to do so in a way that honors God. So, so what are proverbs? What, what do they, they sound like? What do they teach us? Well, just... Uh, an example is if we go to Proverbs 20. I, I'll read two. Proverbs 20, uh, verse 3 and 4. Uh, verse 3 says, It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to a quarrel. And so we learn here a very practical matter as we go through life, not to, to run to an argument. The fools run to arguments. We need to avoid strife whenever possible. Very practical, and that helps us to live life in a productive and fair way. Or we go to verse 4. A sluggard does not plow in season, so at harvest time he looks but finds nothing. It's a very practical wisdom that if we don't uh, put in the effort, plant or whatever our work requires, there won't be a harvest when the, the, the appropriate time comes. And so, so here we have Solomon was given great wisdom, and that was practical wisdom that, he, that could be applied to our lives. When I was at uh, Duke, divinity, I, I took a class on the wisdom literature found in scripture. So you have, you know, um, you, it's, it's, there's wisdom literature sprinkled throughout scripture, particularly Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Song of, of Songs. Uh, the, the professor was one of the driest professors I, I've ever had in any of my, my schooling. Uh, but nonetheless, I remember towards the end of the class, we had an assignment to write a, a, a paper on a particular theme in the wisdom, wisdom um, literature in scripture. And so I picked uh, the theme of laziness, and and this as as my my paper, and I started researching it, and it's and it's fascinating if you go through Proverbs and maybe even Ecclesiastes, how often uh, there are statements regarding not to be lazy, or how often that is reference to the slugger, the person who is lazy. Now, now the problem of, of picking this subject for your paper is is that the whole process made me feel guilty. Because I, I realized that I couldn't procrastinate as I was writing this paper. I realized I couldn't just stop at one or two sources of, of research, that I had to go the extra mile, and I had to write it maybe a little bit longer, that I had to be industrious the entire time. Uh, but, but nonetheless, we have God's word that Solomon gave us 
uh, that it's practical wisdom. And this is wisdom that we should seek, wisdom that's practical. And, and that if we apply it to our lives, it helps us. The value is it helps us to be productive in life, to be fair in our dealings with others, and in doing so, honor God. What other wisdom um, do we see in, in Solomon, at least how it was manifested? If we go back to, to 1 Kings chapter 3, uh, verse, oh, excuse me, chapter 4, speaking of Solomon's wisdom in verse 33, it says, He, being Solomon again, Solomon again described plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the walls. He also taught about animals and birds, reptiles, and fish. So what was the value of, of this wisdom for Solomon? Was it that he could go on the Discovery Channel and host a, a show about sharks so everyone could be fascinated by what he knew about these um, um, animals? Uh, no, the, the value, I believe, for Solomon in having this wisdom is that it gave him insight, insight into God's creation. So, so therefore, he would appreciate God's creation and therefore appreciate the creator. Uh, wisdom, if we pray for it, can give us great value in that it gives us insight into the world around us. My mom's mom, my maternal grandmother, uh, lived in Appomattox. I called her Grandma Carson. Uh, she uh, graduated high school and was very intelligent, but she never uh, had a profession or a title that she would be deemed a scholar of any, of any type. But I, I remember very well, I spent a lot of time with her, and, and going to her house, and I'd be in the kitchen there with uh, my grandma, and uh, she had a storm door there on the kitchen, and she would get excited every once in a while, because outside that door, you could see a, a cement bird bath that she would always keep filled with water. And if a bird landed there, she would quickly get my attention, and we'd watch the bird. And she would be able to tell me typically what type of bird it was. And she just loved watching the bird do what birds do in a bird bath, splashing and whatever that's, that's accomplishing for them. And, and so she would teach me about birds through that. Or b behind my grandma Carson, there was a, a neighbor who lived a farm behind her. And the only way you could get to her house was this long dirt road. And so my grandma and I, we would walk to visit to this neighbor. And, and my grandma, as we would walk, would love to show me the wildflowers along the way. She loved wildflowers. Her favorite uh, song, uh, country song at least, was Dolly Parton's Wildflowers Don't Care Where They Grow. But as we would walk along, I remember she would show me the honeysuckle. And, you know, we'd take the little stem out and we'd lick it to have that little honey taste. And then the, 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 the prize would be is we would take that walk. She would know the time of year to take that walk, which would take you through the woods, and find lady slippers. And I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with that. That's a wildflower that has a beautiful bloom that looks like a lady's slipper. And she would always um, be anxious to find those, to point them out to me, um, so we could marvel at the beauty of that wildflower. And so I, I think about my grandmother, Grandmother Carson, and the wisdom she had, and the wisdom of insight into God's creation and how she enjoyed God's creation, and therefore that gave her an appreciation and enjoyment of the Creator, God Himself. And the same is true for us. As, as we seek wisdom, we need to seek wisdom that's insightful, that we too can see the world around us, all that God created, and that can point us towards the Creator, and, and, and just how great and amazing and, and diverse and unreal is all of His creation. Of course, that requires us to get out some, not just stay and 
look at TV, but to actually get out and enjoy this creation and just think of the wisdom that can come from that. So, so here we have uh, Solomon. Uh, Solomon was blessed with great wisdom. What value was that for Solomon? What value is wisdom for us? Uh, was the value for Solomon that he got in a chariot and he rode to the Colosseum and won the, the local uh, quiz show competition at the time? Uh, was the value that uh, Solomon uh, got some of his friends together and, and came up with a board game that he rolled some dice and got a card and was able to tell them, uh, impress them with his trivia knowledge? No, there was greater value than that. He didn't even need a sweatshirt like I got. The, the value for Solomon and value for us is that wisdom can be manifested in discernment. And that helps us to know how to interact with individuals and do so in a loving way, in a way that pleases God. Uh, wisdom can, can be practical. Um, it was for Solomon, for us, to help to know how to live life in a productive way and in a fair way, and in a way that pleases God. And also for Solomon, there was great value, and I believe for us too, that his, the wisdom that we gain is insightful. Uh, particularly as we, we learn about creation and what creation can teach us about our creator. And so here we have the value of, of wisdom. But there's an ultimate prize, I believe, that comes uh, with wisdom, a prize greater than um, winning final jeopardy, uh, a prize greater than any uh, uh, trophy or cup any school can win in a quiz competition. You see, wisdom leads us to the greatest prize of all. You see, wisdom gives us discernment. And discernment helps us understand that uh, man is sinful. Mankind messes up, and so do I. That I'm sinful, that I'm fallen. Human nature, we understand that. Wisdom teaches us that. And, and then wisdom gives us insight. We, we, we see creation and marvel at creation. So therefore, we know there has to be a creator, that there's a God who created all around us, all that is around us, and that that God has to be amazing, and he has to be perfect. And then wisdom is practical. We realize through wisdom uh, that God is perfect, but that we are not. And, and therefore, there's a great chasm between us, as the song said earlier today. And, and, and wisdom is practical in that we realize that there's nothing that we can do uh, to, 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 uh, to go over that chasm, uh, to make us right with God, the perfect God on our own. Because of our human nature, we keep on failing. And so then ultimately, uh, wisdom points us to the fact uh, that, that we are fallen, that there's a creator who loves us, who's perfect, and therefore we need that creator, God himself, to save us. And so wisdom points us to the fact, as we realize that God did save us through Jesus Christ, that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, that in wisdom that if we accept Jesus and believe in him as our Savior, that indeed we will be saved from this predicament that wisdom tells us that we're in. And so ultimately, having Jesus as your Savior is the ultimate prize that wisdom gains for any of us, a prize of our sins being forgiven and eternity with God. Let us pray. Father, we, we thank you for the wisdom that you granted Solomon. We thank you how we still benefit from that wisdom, Lord, as we read uh, your, your holy word and that wisdom that you inspired. Lord, help us to seek wisdom. 
Lord, help us to be discerning and as we interact with others and to do so in a way, as you command, that loves them and in a way that honors you. Lord, help us to have practical wisdom so that we can know how to live productive lives, Lord, in a fair and right way and also in a way that honors you. Lord, help us to have wisdom to see all of creation around us and to see your handiwork in it and, and to learn more about you and to appreciate you even more uh, in creation. And Lord, ultimately, uh, help our wisdom to lead us to our knowledge that we need a Savior. And for those of us that have accepted Christ, to understand and appreciate the gift of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen.